The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Lee Flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football. It's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Your cornballs get stolen. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Jake From Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at From Jake. PuntandPass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. Week 10 is in the books. We are on to week 11. And it was quite a jam-packed weekend of college football. That college football playoff picture, Jake, is seemingly getting a little bit clearer. We had some awesome action within the SEC as well. We will touch on all that in just a second. But first things first, what's going on, brother? How are you? Man, what's going on? Uh, man, not a whole lot. Uh, we had a nice win this weekend. Uh, yeah. So excited, enjoying the day off today. Um, but excited to talk some college football, man. Pumped about it. Had some good games. Can't wait to talk and chop it up. No doubt. Commander stacking some wins, just staying in the fight. Gotta love it. Taking down the New England Patriots in Foxborough on Sunday. The Pats oh, yeah. were off a bye. That's important because just about every single statistical trend out there points to Bill Belichick and the Patriots being able to take care of business after a bye week. But the Washington Commanders said, not today. Not today. Big, big win. Who else had big wins over the weekend? Well, the University of Georgia did. They took care of Missouri. Alabama did. They took care Huge. of LSU. How about Washington hanging 52 on Southern yep. Cal and Texas sneaking out a conference win over Kansas State? We will get into all of that in just a second. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by Solomon Brothers Jewelers. Guys, it's November. The holidays are officially here. I was actually talking with Jaron Solomon today. He said a bunch of people have been reaching out to him around the punt and pass discount for Let's Solomon go. Brothers this holiday season. Head on over to Solomon Brothers. Two awesome locations. One is in Alpharetta just past the Avalon. The other in Buckhead, 17th floor, Tower Place. Solomon Brothers has the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast, and if you mention Punt and Pass or myself or Jake, you can get 10% off your jewelry purchase. Check them out on Instagram and Twitter. They are at Solomon Brothers. The lowest prices on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds guaranteed 
SolomonBrothers.com at Solomon Brothers. Head on over to those locations. Get yourself a cocktail. Let your significant other walk around. You walk around yourself. Amazing jewelry and diamond selections. An awesome watch selection as well. The only place to be for the holiday season. Solomon Brothers Jewelers. All right, let's start with the dogs game. 330, SEC on CBS, 12th ranked Mizzou coming to town. And Jake, I was very impressed with Missouri. I mean, I knew that would be a good game. You and I sat here on Wednesday night, the Thursday podcast. We were both very optimistic with Georgia. We thought, you know, this was a good matchup for them. They would take care of business. Uh, But I was thoroughly impressed with Brady Cook. Schrader, that running back, Luther Burden, their physical defensive line. Mizzou's a good football team, so hats off to them. Georgia wins 31-20. to 20. Yeah, um, I mean, this was a good football game. Like, it was exciting. It was fun to watch. I think if you're anybody but uh, a Georgia football fan, like, you enjoyed watching this game because oh, yeah. it was a good uh, football game. Missouri, good football team, man. They came in t- into a hostile environment um, and played pretty dang well considering – all the things that go into playing in Sanford Stadium, playing the number one ranked team uh, in the country. Well, maybe not, you know, this past week, you know, with Ohio State, but nobody really <laughs> believes Ohio State is the best team in college football. Um, but, man, they put up a fight, dude. They have some receivers. Uh, they have guys in the trenches uh, who can go toe-to-toe uh, with the guys of Georgia. Um, and, dude, they played well. I think um, if they don't have two turnovers, I think, yeah. man, this is a really, really close football game. Um, and you know that that interception there at the end by uh, Nazir Sackhouse just kind of sealed the deal. But um, they got some dudes, the receivers to throw to. They made plays. Brady Kick was uh, Brady Cook was throwing back shoulders the entire game, uh, and they ran the ball well too. Um, they were running the wide zone and and breaking the edge and breaking contain, um, doing a lot of good stuff. So I, I think if anybody's going to watch Georgia play and say, hey, what is um, the formula to beat them, I think it's going to be something along the lines of how Missouri played Georgia yeah. minus, minus turn the ball over. Yeah, you're exactly right. And Brady Cook got active with his legs. I, I yep. said that on last week's podcast. I'm like, this dude had, I believe, six rushing touchdowns, five or six rushing touchdowns on the year. He has shown the propensity to be able to pull the ball down and extend plays with his legs, which is what you have to do against Georgia's defense. And he did that. I thought he had a really effective game. Yes, you mentioned the two turnovers, Brady Cook threw two picks, kind of a boneheaded pick, the one to Nazir Stackhouse. Jake, I'll ask you about that in a little bit if you didn't see him, if it was tipped, what the issue there was with the screen pass. But he had two interceptions, 10 carries for 39 yards yeah. as well for Brady yeah. Cook. But Cody Schrader, the other running back, 22 carries for 112 yards. And then Brady Cook threw for 212 also. So a very balanced attack. Uh, they were physical Yep. And I thought Kirby Smart post game giving Mizzou the credit as well. I believe a reporter asked him, hey, coming out of halftime, uh, Missouri was able to run the ball on the defense. That hasn't really happened after those halftime adjustments throughout this season. What did they do different? And Coach Smart said they didn't do anything different. They just whipped our ass. That's what he said in post game. He was like, these dudes came to play. We then had to make adjustments throughout the third quarter, which they did. Georgia won the third quarter 14 to three. But man, they got their best shot. And you know, and I'm sitting there watching the game as it is close. Hey, if we're getting into the fourth quarter, 
I feel good with where George is at yeah. right now. And that's exactly what happened. You make the plays that you have to play that, that you have to make. So the Nazir Stackhouse interception happens in the fourth quarter. He goes rumbling, bumbling, stumbling down to about the three yard line. He says he hit 18 to 19 miles per hour on his catapult GPS. Coach mm. Smart said after the game, no chance that happened. He no would have had to have been on a bike or a scooter, I think he said, to hit that top end speed. But there was a huge penalty on the play. Yeah. Smile Munden just absolutely blasted a wide receiver about 20 yards behind the play. The ref saw it, caught it. That brought the football back across the 50-yard line, yeah. Jake. I mean, that was about to be a punch in seven points. This game is over. Yep. Georgia fights to get into field goal position. Here comes Peyton Woodring, who's made 13 straight for a 48-yard game winner that makes it a two-score game. He puts it through. That was a gigantic kick. Those, I think, were the two plays of the game. Yeah, I mean, it makes it a two-possession game. Uh, you know, Smile Monday, probably 10 years ago-ish. I mean, that would have been a highlight. Everybody would have been pumped about it. Um, just he blasted it. that, dude. Yeah, just, just can't, <laughs> do, can't do it in today's game. Uh, and Nazir's got to pick the knees up, man, if he wants to hit 18 or 19. But uh, always fun to watch some big boys, you know, get the ball in their hands and let them, let them, uh, you know, do what they do, uh, so to speak. But, uh, man, I don't know, just just big hats off to Missouri. I thought Carson played well, man. He just he continues to, to string some good games together on third down, using his legs a little bit, um, especially there in the first half. Um yeah, man. I, honestly, I, I I think I I like what they did offensively. I think they did some good things. I just, I mean, I, I, to me, they just played a good football. Yeah, game. you know, You're like it very was, effective. It, yeah, it was effective as a good football. It wasn't a completely dominating performance, but Missouri's a good football team, man. Let's let's not let's you know let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Are yeah. we, are are they going to play better football teams in Missouri? Absolutely. Um, and at a neutral site, there's going to be some bigger games, but. Man, this is this is a good win. I think everybody should be pumped about it because um, they play another big one coming in next week. Yeah, absolutely. And so does Missouri. They're hosting Tennessee. I believe that game is at three thirty on CBS. Carson Beck, twenty-one to thirty-two, two hundred and fifty-four yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I looked it up today, Jake. He is eleven to one right now on the wow. Heisman board because think about it. He's got a top ten Ole Miss team coming in. And he's okay. got to go on the road against probably a top 20, depending on how Tennessee does this weekend, volunteer team in Knoxville. Then he's going to play in the SEC championship game. If he beats Alabama in the SEC championship game, like he's going to be in New York, I yep. think. So wow. put a little feather in your cap on that one a long way from there. But I had I, I thought to myself, I was like, I need to see where he's at because the Heisman race is wide ass open right now with what's going on in the Pac-12 also. So a complete game for Georgia. I thought everybody put their hand in the pile. Coaching had a great game plan as well. And you know what? If if you're looking to maybe, if you're looking at how you would want to implement a corporation or a business or, or even, I don't know, your daily life after something that has sustained success, it's the Georgia football program because they had a huge win and Kirby Smart just immediately turns the page to what's coming up this weekend. 
Ole Miss coming to town, 7 p.m. kick, ESPN, college game day, Fowler and Herb Street. I mean, he knows, yes, this was a big win. We'll enjoy it for about 12 to 18 hours. Then we're on to the next one. And they just have this system in place to where the players buy into it, the staff buys into it. Uh, I'm not just saying this because it's our alma mater. I'm saying it because I admire it from afar, like the championship procedures that they have in place. It's really cool to witness. Yeah, I love it too. Got to respect the heck out of it. Um, and he learned from the best. He learned yeah. from from Coach Saban. Uh, man, what they got going on. He just continues to still put a good product, a good football team uh, out there on the field. Uh, they had a big win too uh, this past weekend. It's just amazing how they just keep fighting, keep doing it, keep having their name being brought up in possible championship opportunity late in the year, uh, which is crazy. Um one simple stat line that I I love the most uh, in the game, and I, I think this team without Brock Bowers is going to live and die by this guy's productivity. Lad McCockey. Lad McCockey. Yeah. Seven catches, 95 yards. As long as he stays healthy, um, he just gives you good good outings, does a great job on third down, and makes some you know, big explosive play over the top every once in a while. Um, I think he's going to be the guy that that just that brings you over the edge uh, and just takes you across the finish line. Yeah, no, uh, Lad deserves all that credit as well. It's good to see him staying healthy, uh, and you can just tell how much Carson Beck trusts him and how much the coaches trust him as well, mm-hmm. and, he, and he's earned that. So shout out to Lad McConkey. All right, you brought up a great segue. Let's talk about the Alabama Crimson Tide. Huge game in Tuscaloosa. It was number 14 LSU against number eight Alabama. Both teams had to win this game. And, buddy, we had some fireworks straight out of the gates. 21 points scored in the first quarter. 42 points scored in the first half. This game was tied 21-21 to at halftime. And then Alabama does what they do. They shut down Jaden Daniels while they knocked him out of the game. And they stopped LSU's offense in the second half, winning the football game 42 to 28. LSU only had seven points in the second half. Jalen Milrow, who was a lightning rod throughout the first six weeks of the season for Alabama and that fan base, 15 to 23 for 219 passing yards, 20 carries, 155 rushing yards, and four rushing touchdowns i will give Jaden daniels some love because he was explosive in the first half before he got knocked out but buddy if Jalen milroe continues to play like that Bama's going to be a problem for just about damn anybody yeah i mean both of these quarterback stat lines uh threw for you know 200 and change yards and both ran for 150 plus and change yards like i thought i was watching I thought I was watching a high school football game for a second because these dudes were running around the field and these are the best athletes on the field too. Like nobody can catch them. Nobody can touch them. Uh, Man, they are rumbling, bumbling, stumbling all over the field. Um, And they're the best with the ball in their hands. Um, These guys are making plays with their arms, with their legs. And man, they did a fantastic job, man. I, I, because we, Jay Daniels one is a, a really good football player. Uh, but I thought this was a huge game for Jalen Milrow. Oh, yeah. Uh, l- like you mentioned, too. Just I think his confidence going forward now, dude, watch out. <laughs> I know. They're a dangerous football team if he's going to play like that. So uh, 
I don't know where to go here. I, I want to ask you how you limit a quarterback who is that dynamic when he runs the ball. I mean, a guy who can just pull it, you know, send four verts, whatever you want to do to clear out the second level of the defense, let him pull the ball down and he is gone, brother. Like, how do you defend against that, especially when he has that much confidence? Because, of course, I'm watching that game going to myself. Well, hell, if Georgia plays Alabama in the SEC championship game, this is going to be a problem. How on earth do you mitigate that type of threat throughout the entirety of a football game, Jake? Man, I, I, there's a, a couple things I guess you can do. Um, you know, you can put a spy on him if you're going to play man coverage. You can play pure spot drop for uh, coverage, uh, zone coverage. Um, with uh, So that puts more defenders with their eyes on the quarterback um, in case he decides to go somewhere. Um, and then you got to tell your your rushing unit, the defensive line, you're not like rushing really to to get to the quarterback. Just contain. You, you're rushing to really contain and keep him in the pocket, make, make him beat you from the pocket. So that's also something in history that Georgia's defense has not done a, a great job versus a quarterback who can really beat you with his legs. So don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but yeah, let's focus you, on the present. Okay. You know, you, you, you know, you know where this is going, you know, yeah. what's coming around the corner, but I uh, got to win a few more games to get there. No doubt about it. All right. Let's give some love to Jade Daniels, the LSU quarterback who is firmly in the Heisman trophy race. He comes out firing as well, man. He had an unbelievable stat line, 15 to 24, 219 passing yards, two touchdowns. He did have an interception, but 11 carries for 163 yards and a rushing touchdown as well. And then linebacker Dallas Turner hits Jaden Daniels, drives him to the ground, does not get a targeting, and social media was split about as damn 50-50 as I've ever seen it. Was it targeting? Was it not targeting? I'll just say it right now. I did not think it was targeting. I thought he led with the shoulder. Yes, he did drive the quarterback to the ground. I believe that was the penalty that was called, but he didn't launch. He didn't lead with his head. Uh, I thought it was a shoulder first hit. Yes, it was right up in that jaw area to where obviously concussion protocol knocked Jaden Daniels out of the game. You know, peace and love to quarterbacks, Jake. I just didn't think that was targeting as per the rule book. I'm conflicted on this too because it's a position I play. Yes. Um, and for for our position, we don't get hit much in practice. And so that part, you know, you can look at it and say, yeah, yeah, that's pretty nice. However, man, when we get in the game, dude, half the hits we get hit on, we never see coming. Yeah. There is no opportunity for us to brace ourselves, defend ourselves in any such way. And it, it'd be one thing if we're getting hit by some 5'10", a buck 70 pound, you know, DB every once in a while. No, we're, we're getting hit by God's creatures. Yeah. I mean, Dallas you know, Turner's a beast, about, about as prototypical of as a beast as you could get out there. Yeah, we're getting hit by some dudes. So on one hand, uh, I, I am in for protecting the quarterback. Uh, but on the other hand, too, I, I really think we're taking a lot away from defenders. And I, I'm, I'm really more talking about something like kind of in our league a little bit. Um, just like, like what? Like, what do you expect guys to do? Like, this is still a vi this is a violent sport. Like, you know what you sign on and for. It's in fast. This game. It this is, is a fast. violent sport, man. Yeah. Um, 
And like, that's why we lift. That's why we eat a lot of food. We, we got to get big and protect ourselves um, because it's a long, long football season. So I, I don't necessarily think it was targeting. I just, it was a violent hit and it sucks. Um, hope that he has a speedy recovery. Yeah. Uh, but that's, I think a lot of it's just part of playing the game of football. You know, I guess the one way you could play devil's advocate, which essentially you kind of are, Jake, like yeah. what else do you want him to do? Do you want him to just go low at your knees? Of course not. I do don't you want like him that. to, do you want him to run through your midsection? Hey, that'd probably hurt like hell too. <laughs> That's why I just think like the way Turner initially made the contact with him to me, and I've watched it a hundred times. I, I thought it was textbook. I did not think it was violent to the point where he should have gotten ejected from the football yeah. game. Now the way he drove him to the ground, that was a penalty. Like that, that was a penalty, but per the book targeting, I just didn't think that was it. And you are in a tough position. You've got guys running 25 miles an hour at you who weigh 245 pounds, all muscle who want to take your head off. That's why you get paid the big bucks. All right. That is why we get paid the big bucks. Got got to make those decisions. Got to take those hits. That Um, is the life of a quarterback. That's it. It's the life we live, man. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) keep going, please. No, I mean, I'm just like, I, I, I hate to kind of play devil's advocate on this one. To, to, to sum up here in summation, it's a violent game, and yep. it's going to be violent hits. No question about it. Yeah, so it Alabama like- goes to Kentucky this week, noon on ESPN. Then they play Chattanooga at home. Then they go to Auburn in the Iron Bowl. So if you had to guess, right now it seems like Alabama is uh, on their way to Atlanta to represent the SEC West in the SEC Championship. I believe ESPN has them like 96, 98% chance to get there, and Georgia has a 95% chance to get there out of the East. They clinch the East if they beat Ole Miss this weekend at home. That brings us to the Week 11 Solomon Brothers Jewelers Big Watch of the week and we have two awesome top 10 football games on deck michigan goes to penn state this game is at noon on fox right now michigan is a four and a half point favorite the total is 44 and a half points and there are storylines galore around this very matchup what the hell is going on with connor stallions jim harbaugh the quote-unquote investigation going on right now from the ncaa the big 10 what will happen, if anything, to Michigan? Who knows? They have a huge football game on the road in Happy Valley. Can James Franklin beat a big-time top-10 football team? We will wait and see. And then your night game for the Solomon Brothers Big Watch of the Week in Week 11. You know where we're going. Between the hedges. Ole Miss heading to Athens to take on Georgia. The Bulldogs are 10.5-point favorites right now. The total is 58.5 points. Ole Miss is the only SEC team Kirby Smart has not beaten as the head coach of Georgia. This is the first time Lane Kiffin and Kirby Smart are going up against one another as head coaches. 7 p.m. on ESPN. College game days in town. Fowler and Herbstreit are on the call. Should be an awesome weekend in the Classic City. So that is your Solomon Brothers Big Watch of the Week for Week 11. Check out Solomon Brothers, two awesome locations, one in Alpharetta just past the Avalon, the other in Buckhead, 17th floor tower place, at Solomon Brothers on Twitter and Instagram, solomonbrothers.com. 
Yeah, we got some good games coming up this weekend, Jake. Miami at Florida State, like watch out. If Florida State drops a game, they're out of the college football playoff race. That could be interesting. Utah goes to Washington. Washington just had a highly emotional win over USC. Utah is a live, live dog in that game for sure. Florida at LSU. USC goes to Oregon. That game's at 10.30 p.m., on Saturday night. So just a lot of action, a lot of good action. I'm fired up. It's going to be a great weekend. Dude, I'm fired up too, man. A lot of big games. Um, dude, I, 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 Michigan Penn state like intrigues me big time. Oh my, yeah. Just tons. Absolutely. James, James Franklin needs to win a big football game. And then how, with all this signal stealing stuff going on, can Michigan still continue to play well? well it's see. fascinating. It's fascinating. I uh, I can't wait to tune in. We're going to have great, great action this weekend. All right, let's kind of go rapid fire, finish up what went down in week 10. That Washington-USC game, I don't know if you saw much of it, Jake. Final score, 52-42. to 42. Unbelievable. The total which we gave out right here on punt and pass last Thursday, 76. Are you kidding me? Absolute free money. It was 35 to 28 at halftime. At one point, the live line in game was 104 and a half total points. Michael Penix Jr. 22 of 30 for 256 yards and two touchdowns. Caleb Williams, 27 to 35 for 312 yards and three touchdowns. Did you see that delayed flea flicker that USC ran? Mm-hmm. Missed it. It was in the first half. It's one of the most creative plays I've seen all year. They ran like a jet sweep with okay. a reverse in it. So jet sweep to a reverse. Yep. Back, 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 to the quarterback. back to the quarterback. Taj Washington was wide ass open. Walk in touchdown beautifully executed i was like damn that's sweet uh and then they go to uh, give up 52 points alex grinch the defensive coordinator he got fired today uh or yesterday tough times at usc and then caleb williams post game crying um going up to his mom sobbing now i I took that as maybe he's done with college football maybe he's crying because his journey is over and then post game, he was like, "I, I want to go home and cuddle with my dog and watch TV shows." I don't know if I'm a GM of an NFL football team. I'm like, I, I could do without that. Am I being too harsh on the guy? I don't know. I think it could definitely raise a lot more questions, and I think it's it. it there will be some more stuff during the the draft process that will maybe raise some questions. Uh, but he's still a really good football player. Um, and I, I think that's what he was most frustrated with too, is, is knowing that definitely with three losses, you're going to be out of uh, a PAC 12 championship opportunity and you're going to be out of the college football playoff picture. So, yeah. um, I, I think that was probably a little bit, um, you know, overwhelming in the moment, uh, I agree with that. you know, because that's, that's something, um, that you, you know, uh, aspire for as a quarterback in college football, uh, being able to put your team in those situations to win those football games. And then two, I mean, obviously he knows it's, it's his last go around um, with college football as in, you know, he's going to the draft yeah. next year. So I, I'd be, I'd be a little frustrated too, knowing that, that, that those opportunities to play in those games are done. And then at this point out, 
really, to me, the the draft audition really happens now. Of course, a hundred percent agree with that. Like, who are you? What, what's your character? Yeah. What What are you made of? Uh, what What seeps out of you? Because these games, they don't matter. Yep. And not not saying that that our games week to week don't matter, but but they're 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 not as as high intensity or emotional as a lot of college football games are. Knowing you have to win. If you get yep. uh, two losses in a season, I mean, you're pretty much out of the college football playoff picture. So. To me, it, I'm I, if I'm a, a higher up on a NFL football team, I'm definitely watching. Yeah, these last I, two games. You're 100 right. Starting with this coming weekend, they're playing oh, Oregon. at Oregon. At Oregon. And what did Oregon do this past week? Uh, oh, no big deal. They just scored 63 on yeah. Cal. Bo Nix, 386 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, Oregon right now seems to be a wagon. So the Pac-12 is very much alive still for the college football playoff hunt. Texas escapes Kansas State at noon last Saturday. They get out of there with a win, 33-30. to eighty. Mitchell looked great. Malik Murphy, hats off to him. Second ever start, taking the Longhorns up and down the field. They took Kansas State's best shot, Kansas State, with a roaring comeback in the second half. But Texas now seems like to be the Big 12's only hope in the college football playoff. And then Oklahoma State. Knocks off Oklahoma 27 to 24 in the final rendition of Bedlam. Oklahoma, two just heartbreaking losses the past couple of weeks. Their college football playoff hopes are donezo. So things can change fast, Jake Fromm. Yeah, man. I I really thought Oklahoma was a really good football team who uh, obviously beat Texas. Uh, I thought they had a real shot at this thing, but for lack of better terms, they've kind of uh, crapped down their leg here. Uh, these past couple weeks. Yes, they have. I don't know if you watched that Ole Miss game, but they beat Texas A&M 38 to 35. Yep. Uh, my prediction of this might being the game that Ole Miss drops that they're not supposed to almost came to fruition. Texas A&M almost. had a field goal opportunity in the final seconds to put that game into overtime. That kick ended up being short. And then last but not least, before I let you go, how about Clemson? Just waking up and whooping up on Notre Dame. They went 31 to 23 at home. It was that phone call. Dabo put all that pressure on his back. Uh, I guess it was good to see. I guess Clemson showing some life. Yeah. I mean, that's just what makes college football college football. As soon as you kind of write a team off, here they come out, guns a blazing. They rally behind something, Uh, a coach, a phone call moment. Um, man, they get it going, play a good football team. Doesn't matter. They go out and play a good game and they win. They put it, they put a good plan together. They execute well. Don't turn the ball over. Things can happen. It's college football. It is college football. We might have some crazy things happen coming up this weekend. It's sure to be a rocking and rolling one across the world of college football. Obviously keep it tuned in right here on punt and pass. We will get you ready for a jam-packed week 11 on our Thursday episode. That, of course, will be out either late Wednesday night. It will always be out first thing Thursday morning. Been a fun season so far, Jake. I cannot believe we are almost midway through November. Thanksgiving is just a few short weeks away. Time slowed down, but we'll enjoy it while we have it. That's what we always do. And if you want to enjoy yourself, if you want your home life to be more enjoyable get your significant other a gift over at solomon brothers jewelers that's literally all you have to do everybody in your household 
will be happy if you go to Solomon Brothers Jewelers. There's two awesome locations you can choose from. One's in Alpharetta just past the Avalon. The other is in Buckhead's 17th floor tower place if you walk in and you mention the punt and pass podcast or say that drew or jake sent you you can get 10 percent off your jewelry purchase how awesome is that solomon brothers has the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the southeast and they got the lowest prices on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds guaranteed they offer interest-free financing they do custom jewelry designs lifetime diamond upgrades what more could you want solomon brothers is the best head on over to solomon brothers check them out on social media at solomon brothers on twitter and instagram solomonbrothers.com check us out on social media at punt and pass at drew butler at from jake punt and pass.com jake anything on the way out my man no man i'm just looking at this uh ap top 25 college football ranking and just playing all the scenarios out in my head um, a lot of one-loss teams out there, a lot of teams that could be at a one-loss. Uh, Penn State could beat Michigan, and then Michigan beat Ohio State. Wow. Yeah, They could all be 11-1, get a three-way tie to see who plays the other side. Um, yeah, there was a college bad. game day graphic that they put up this past weekend where there's a scenario of, like, 14 teams having one loss or something like that. I, I might be exaggerating, but literally that's one thing that could happen. Alabama could win out, beat Georgia in the SEC championship, but Georgia had a one loss. Yep. Uh, dude, you know who is eight and one right now? Louisville. Oh, I know. They're for real. And <laughs> That's they, actually quietly for real. Yes. And, and they have a winnable last three Oh, games. I know. I know. Virginia, Miami, don't know how they're going to play situational football. And then Kentucky. Like, those are three winnable football games to go at 11 and one. You're very much correct on that, and they would then play Florida State in the ACC championship game because it's just the top two teams in the ACC now. So, yeah. so, so you so are say, 100% correct. Say both those teams went out, they play each other in the ACC championship. And, of course, they'd be looking for some State. more of that carnage across the – yeah, the spectrum of having, you know, 10, 12, whatever one loss teams. And then it would just be crazy. And then we'd have to deal with the secrecy of the college football playoff committee. And we don't understand what they're saying. Broadcast we're trot some guy out to tell us what they are saying. Just broadcast it. Just Drew broadcast Butler it. said it first. Broadcast it. Just broadcast it. That's all. That's all. That's all. all right. That's all we well, want. now you've just jacked me up before I go to sleep tonight. I'm fired up. I'm going to mm-hmm. look at all those scenarios. College football playoff rankings come out tomorrow. Don't know if George will be one. Who cares? A couple of weeks left in the regular season before that all really matters. So, Jake, thanks so much, my man. Thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you on Thursday. See you. We out. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? 
the power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com. 